Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by MidAmerica Motorworks. Car show season is here. Get your Corvette ready by shopping over 60,000 Corvette-specific parts and accessories at mamotorworks.com. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google. Play the podcast called Corvette Today and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you visit the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 3,400 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And check out the YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Now see your favorite episode on video, now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 unique design styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvette. It's an absurd value starting at only $19.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And now use the new promo code CT111, that's CT111, and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, with the new promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest Corvette news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on Corvette today. He's here twice per month, every other week, to keep you updated on what's happening with America's sports car. Keith, welcome back to the show. It's springtime, and you're fresh back from Sebring. How was that? Yeah, what a fantastic weekend. In fact, the whole week was really great. Not only did we go down to Sebring, but I actually took a few days off for vacation, went up to Savannah, saw my family up there for St. Patrick's Day. If anybody's been to Savannah, they know they really do it up right there. So after the Thursday parade in Savannah, we boogied back down to Tampa. And then Friday morning, I was down in Sebring, two hours from Tampa. Kind of a whirlwind week, but boy, just so much excitement going on. A lot of news, not all of it good, but there are things that are going on that I think we will be taking a closer look at. I think more things will come into focus as we continue down this journey. It's going to be a wild ride the next few weeks, Steve, so let's buckle in and get going here. That sounds good, my friend. Let's just dive right into it. Let's get into Corvette production at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant. As far as Corvette production goes, two weeks ago, we did 910 cars during the week, which was the highest total since January 10th. And that was the week that they did that special Saturday shift. So hopefully we will see some more of that in the coming time. But we've got a shutdown coming up that was announced on Friday. It's a part-specific shortage is what they said. 
luckily we're only expected to be closed for the week with the reopening expected back on March 28th. Got a message from Trevor Tompkins of Chevrolet PR. He does say, yes, I can confirm BGA is shut down next week on both shifts due to a temporary parts constraint. What we're looking at is supply chain, manufacturing, and engineering teams are working closely with suppliers to mitigate further impacts, and they are expected to resume operations on March 28th. We are hearing that it is chip-related. There's been a lot of talk about chips forever now. If you've looked around the automotive landscape, the industry, it's not just Corvette. And the people that are saying, come on, GM, get your act together, it's everybody's being impacted by this. And there was some talk about the consortium of the big three getting together and manufacturing their own chips. And I know there's some talk about that. I don't know exactly where they are in that process. But I saw a report that these chips, these integrated circuit boards, they can take up to six months to create. So you're not just going to fix this problem overnight. We've actually heard Ford has pushed back dealer allocations to May. Toyota is scaling back production by 100,000 vehicles per month. Right. And then you got a little war in Ukraine going on, which is affecting all kinds of automotive parts and supplies coming out for the European automakers. So they're scrambling, looking for replacements, and that's just going to, again, impact the global marketplace. So things are really crazy right now. For the most part, we've been protected by this. GM has prioritized the use of chips and they've given Corvette an adequate supply, and then and from there, the Corvette team has actually been prioritizing where do we put these chips in the car? Occasionally, we've seen some things have to go. We have lost the rear park assist, the beeping noise that you get when you're backing up. That was a chip, but that's an easy one to retrofit. It's just right in the trunk. Actually, we're going to see those retrofits happen in fourth quarter. But now we're getting some other stuff that's happening. We've got magnetic ride, which is on constraint. And then we've got a Stingray base model is on constraint. With supply and demand, they're having to make choices and figuring out which way to go in terms of being able to meet the demand here. So yeah, it's been a crazy time. And these chip shortages are just on top of then you have some vendors are having trouble getting things done. We know that black trident wheels have been back ordered for a while. In fact, Corvette Action Center says also tire pressure sensors. There's no high wing right now. So we are being impacted by part shortages. It's mostly chips, but it's some other things. And so people are just having to make decisions. You know, if you had a, an allocation that came up in this last order cycle and you had the base Stingray in your mind, your choice is either to spend $6,400 to get the Z51 or to wait. And then if you wanted the MagRide on top of that, you decide not to get MagRide or you wait. So there's a little bit of waiting that's always been baked into the process, but now it's just even more exasperated by these part shortages. Again, we just try to tell people, stay positive. You waited this long. It's your dream car. Make it your dream. Get what you want with it. These things are going to come back around. It might take time. The team is working hard on it. Just have patience. In them. We've been pretty lucky, actually, when it comes to chips, and I'm not surprised that this has finally caught up with us. We will get through it, and hopefully in just one more week, we'll get back to production. Also, Keith, I know that the 2023 Stingray Order Guide is out early, which is good news, right? Yeah, this thing always seems to leak early. It was expected on Monday, Friday night. You go to the GM Fleet Order Guide. You can download it there. We'll have it up on Corvette Blogger as well. What the order guide tells us is everything that's included on the 2023 Corvette Stingray. If this is Stingray only. There is no Z06 order guide out yet. And it also shows us the new features and then some of the combinations. Just to run through them real quick, of course, the IMSA C8R edition, that's going away. That was a 2022 model. We've already heard Morello red dipped interior and the Sky Cool gray strike yellow interiors are going away. That's something that we kind of figured might 
might be happening, and we got confirmation on that. Surprisingly, and we just mentioned this, the five-spoke Trident wheels in black, those are going away. GM has just had amazing trouble trying to keep those in stock. Looks like they just decided to cut loose on that one. For 2023, the new features are, of course, we have the full-dip adrenaline red interior. That's going to be pretty exciting. If you want a lot of red, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of red with that one. The big news, obviously, 70th anniversary special editions. We've got the special paint, the tri-white and the carbon flash metallic black. That's going to be pretty exciting. The stealth interior trim package, that's available on the Stingray, and you can get it with the 2LT and the 3LT packages. One of the things that's not available on Stingray, we were hoping, was that level 2 carbon fiber interior. Right. That is going to be Z06 only. Okay. That's a little disappointing. I was hoping that we'd get a little bit more dress up for Stingray owners, but nope, they want to let the Z06 shine a bit. With the 70th anniversary package, one of the hallmarks of that is a special wheel, a black wheel with a red stripe. GM is calling these the 20-spoke wheel. They're pretty amazing. We will talk about this in the rumor section as well. We caught our first look at one. These are 20-spoke wheels in carbon flash, and then they have the red stripe around them for the 70th anniversary. Nice. But then there's also two more versions for the Stingray that anybody can order. So you can also get that same 20-spoke wheel in a bright machine face or in gloss black. So that's pretty exciting. So a new wheel option for Stingray buyers. One of the other new things coming out, black exhaust tips for the car. They've always been the silver, the stainless steel. So you can get those now in black, but it does require the NPP performance exhaust to get. The last edition are chrome lug nuts. And then every car in the 2023 model run will have a special 70th anniversary plaque, which appears inside the interior. Pretty exciting stuff. I think the big news here, obviously, 70th anniversary version. This is not a limited edition. This is a special edition. So there's no limits on it. Anybody can order it. Traditionally, we've seen that the anniversary editions make up a huge number of production in those anniversary years. So we're expecting big things from this car. Absolutely right. I'm looking forward to it myself. And it was also announced that pricing for the Stingray comes out on March 23rd, which is Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll have that. Actually have no idea what's going to happen as inflation really to the point where we're going to see just stuff going up because of that only. Sometimes GM will put pricing to maybe tamp down demand just a little bit. We've already seen like Z51 raised a couple times with all the trouble now with Magride. Will we see an increase on that? Boy, I hope not. That's something we're watching though closely. We will hopefully have that on March 23rd when it comes out. And again, that's Stingray only. We're not expected to see Z06 pricing anytime really soon. Ordering opens on March 31st for the Stingray. Boy, we're coming off a shutdown in this last order cycle for 2022 with the different constraints there on the Stingray base and the Magride again. Who knows how that's going to look? We ask everybody's patience and we'll work through this together and we'll see what we get. Absolutely right. And speaking of the Z06, buddy, it doesn't look like we're going to start seeing Z06 stuff until summer, is isn't that right? Yeah, there's been some indications. I've been trying to stay positive and thinking, well, you know, maybe this could happen. But yeah, they're saying summertime. We saw summer availability on the car. But now we've actually had Corvette team members telling us we might be even see ordering in summer, which means car might not arrive till August or September. That's kind of disappointing, but we've waited this long. We're actually only 170 days, 160 days or so from September. That's how crazy some Corvette Z06 buyers are. They've already done the math to figure out how many more days they have to wait. I caught that over on our friends at the Midget <laughs> Corvette Forum. There's some waiting done. We've got a seminar coming up with the Corvette team member from Sebring. They talk a little bit more about all that. 
That sounds good. Just get a calendar out, start marking X's on the days, and pretty soon you'll be there. It'll work out. Yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. Also, Chevrolet announced that the Swiss edition, a CH, going to be sold in Switzerland, which is really, really cool. Switzerland is the home of Louis Chevrolet, and he was the son of a watchmaker. So it's all kind of coming back together, seems like. And this is just another launch edition. They just called it the Swiss edition because it's specifically set up for Switzerland. They're doing the same thing, coupe and convertible are available. They'll have three colors for the coupe, three different colors for the convertible. Everything comes standard with a Z51 Performance mag ride, front lift, and Trident aluminum wheels. While inside, you'll have GT2 seats, the HUD Performance Data Recorder, and the 14-speaker Bose Performance Audio System. So again, a launch edition. Customers in Switzerland at a later point will be able to do some custom ordering, but for now, they're getting these all. They actually don't have dealerships there. In Switzerland, they've got these mobile showrooms set up for Cadillac and Corvette buyers. Kind of a cool thing that they're doing there. And again, it's just another indication that the new C8 Corvette is going to be a world car. Very cool. I like that. That's an interesting concept, not having any dealerships and having traveling roadshows almost. And I can imagine, you know, driving your C8 with the Alps in the background. That would be pretty cool. A heck of a ride. There is a photo op for sure, buddy. Well, let's take our first break, Keith. And when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette racing and Corvette rumors here on Corvette Today. The Radiator Grill Store offers protection for your C8's front radiators and side intakes. They also carry front strut tower covers to prevent rusting and pooling water, all with do-it-yourself installation. Get 10% off your total purchase with promo code CT10. See the full line of products at radiatorgrillstore.com. MidAmerica Motorworks has been the industry leader and aftermarket supplier and manufacturer of Corvette replacement parts and accessories since 1974. We have what you need for all years and generations of Corvette. Whether you need a door panel or a seat cover for your C1 Corvette or the latest shirt, jacket, hat, or lifestyle accessory to complement your new C8, you can get it at MidAmerica Motorworks. So if you're restoring, repairing, replacing, or simply researching your Corvette, MidAmerica Motorworks is the place to go. Visit our website at mamotorworks.com and shop Corvettes by generation or specific year. Or call us Monday through Saturday, toll-free at 800-500-1500 and talk to one of our Corvette experts to help you get the right part or accessory. Pursue your passion with MidAmerica Motorworks. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. You're listening to the Corvette Today Podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Mid-America Motorworks. Car show season is here. Get your Corvette ready by shopping over 60,000 Corvette-specific parts and accessories at mamotorworks.com. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you current and up-to-date on America's sports car. In this second section, we're going to talk about Corvette racing and Corvette rumors. Keith, we had a great weekend for Corvette racing at Sebring. Why don't you overview what happened there last weekend? 
you know, if you could write a script and say, how could we have almost the perfect weekend there? This would be it. Things went really well for the teams. We're two series now. So we split the cars. We've got the WEC, the World Endurance Championship. That's a GTLM spec car. So we're still racing with the same configurations, racing against Porsche and Aston Martins and BMW, I believe. Really a nice field over there. And again, with Corvette being a world sports car, it makes sense to be racing in that series. And finally, if we want to be at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, they're basically saying we have to race in WEC. This was the opener for the weekend of WEC. So all these teams come over here to Sebring, and they run the 1,000 miles of Sebring on Friday. Very exciting stuff. Nick Tandy and Tommy Milner, there was three drivers for the number three car for the 12-hour race, but for the 1,000 miles of Sebring, it was just those two guys. Boy, they really took it to these other challengers, and I'm so glad to see how well they did. It was dicey for a while. We got hit from behind, had a little trouble closing the door, so we lost some time there. But then the leading Porsche also had some issues in pit lane. Finally, at the end of the race, it started lightning really crazy and some rain, and they stopped it a couple times. So finally, they did end the race early, and we ended up in second position. So great job with Corvette Racing on that, and a fantastic opening session for the WEC. Couldn't ask for a better outcome at that race. When we go to IMSA now, the following day was the 12 hours of Sebring. Leading up to that, we were a little upset because we did so poorly in Daytona. Didn't have the pace of the leaders. We fought like hell. We ended up with a position six finish, I believe. Still got some good points out of that. And then to find out that they added even more weight during the Sebring balance of performance updates there. And when they set the balance of performance updates for Sebring, that's essentially they're setting them for the rest of the year. So we were a little concerned about that as well. But then right before qualifying at Sebring, they actually gave the Corvette a little bit more power. And boom, now we're in the thick of it. We've qualified third. Things were really looking up. And then I got to tell you, it was a storybook ride for the three guys. Antonio Garcia, Jordan Taylor, and Nikki Katzberg. This was the first Sebring win since 2017. It's our 12th overall, but it's really the first time we've won the Sebring 12-hour race in the C8R. And of course, it's our first race to win in GTD Pro. So just a fantastic outcome for the car. We led 247 laps. If you think about the WC race, it was shortened. They're expected to run 1,000 miles there. We led 913 miles of the 12-hour race in GTD Pro. I mean, that's how dominant it was. And this Especially at the end, Antonio Garcia, he's our night owl, and he just laid down the laps there at the end. Kept a great gap between the second place Ferrari and storybook ending for Corvette racing there. They said one of the biggest factors I think that helped them was they did that tire test, which we talked about Jordan Taylor was at back in February. They said that had they done testing tires at Sebring during race week, they wouldn't have had the same data and the same understanding. And they actually said that they saw some competitor tires falling off where we seem to be stronger. That's what Corvette Racing does. They've identified a problem. They said, we're going to look at it. We're going to study it. We're going to test it. And then they came up with some solutions and everything worked out great. Can't ask for a better weekend. We've got a couple more races coming up. Next race for WEC in the number 64 car. They're going to be at Spa on May 5th and 7th. IMSA, the next race there is Long Beach, April 8th and 9th. So good stuff coming up for Corvette Racing. Great start for the season. Absolutely right. Also, Corvette Racing did a really cool thing for a guy named David James. Talk about David James, Keith, and what Corvette Racing did for him. Sure. Well, David James has been one of the crew members since forever, and I think he's always been their truck driver. So when they take cars to the races, there's David James in the driver's seat, get them down to wherever the race is. But he does so much more than that. Not only is he a jack-of-all-trades on the Corvette team, they do a lot of really great stuff that you never hear. Kids with cancer, David James 
will take the truck over to his house and drop the car right in front of his house and let him see, let him sit in it. They've given rides to kids with the races. He'll put kids in the driver's seat. But Le Mans, they do the lunchtime with the train horn. He kind of coordinates that. Everybody that knows James, they call him DJ, loves the guy. It turns out, unfortunately, he's got cancer. They're just having some trouble making ends meet. He's not working now. So Richard Prince, the photographer for Corvette Racing, actually set up a Give, Send, Go campaign just to help out. Corvette racing enthusiasts jumped in and donated over $20,000 to DJ to help out. We've said prayers for DJ. Hope you're getting better. Just great to see Corvette racing fans supporting and helping a team member in need. That's who we are and what we do. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Also in the rumor section, Keith, the new 70th anniversary wheels and exhaust were spotted on a transport. This is kind of encouraging. Yeah, this was the first look. And what we saw was these 20-spoke wheels. Pretty amazing because when you look closely at them, it's almost like a two-piece design where there's spokes on top of spokes. So if you look at the bottom set of spokes, those are the spider design on the Z6 wheels. And then they put like another decorative outlay on top of that. They call these the Q9A 20-spoke carbon flash forged aluminum with red stripes. And these are for the 70th anniversary. So when you see these red stripes on a car... 2023, you know exactly 70th anniversary. They also had, we caught one picture of the black tailpipes again. So that's pretty exciting. Nice. The guy that took the picture said that he could actually see the window stickers and they were pre-production bins 001 through 004. So what we had essentially was General Motors has produced the first four cars of the 70th anniversary lineup. They did it in a coupe and convertible in the tricolor white and then a coupe and convertible in the carbon flash black. These cars were going to be used for photo shoots and we're probably also going to see these used in brochures and online, the hero cards that they do. And in fact, I was talking to Harlan Charles, Corvette product marketing manager at Sebring. He's actually going to be driving one of these as his marketing car soon. So we'll probably see these at some shows here. You can bet they're going to be at the NCN bash at the end of April, but we might see them at some other locations as well, maybe some races and some other places. So keep your eye on out for those. Uh, very exciting that we're seeing those. Hopefully we'll see a Z06 coming out soon as well with the 70th anniversary package. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the Z06 as well. That's for sure. Also, we'd spotted another C8 Z06 out in the California mountains. That's a good place to test them out. It is. Josh Holder, the vehicle chief engineer for Corvette at Sebring, talked about this. I actually specifically asked them. They're, they're still validating the cars. They haven't built pre-production cars yet. If they do build a car, it's an EX car, which is experimental. And those cars are all going to be crushed. So very sad there. So no cars yet have been built pre-production. So they're still finishing up the validation of the car, which is all good. I think that's one of the reasons why we're still looking at a summer availability for the Z06. But one of the questions I asked, they spent so much time in Germany at the Nürburgring validating. I had asked Josh if they're actually going to go back. The ring just opened up for the spring. Would they be back there and might we see a fast lap? And he said, currently there are no plans to go back. They're going to be finishing up all their validation here stateside. If they do go over, obviously they want to run a lap. They had some issues last year and some things came up where they were unable to. They actually had a film crew there all set to go with that. It would have been exciting if we could have gotten it, but no can do that time. So hopefully if they get over there again, we will see them run the Nürburgring ring they're still testing hopefully they'll be done with that soon i hope so too well buddy let's take our final break and when we come back we're going to talk about the lighter side of corvette here on corvette today are you ready for a better insurance policy without the corvette tax with agreed value protection the value of your collector vehicle will never change plus you'll save money get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com 
American Hydrocarbon is your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. And now we're proud to announce that we can produce and distribute officially licensed GM products for the C8 Corvette. That includes the front splitter, side skirts, engine appearance panels, and engine fluid caps. Plus, we now also carry the C8 Speedline side skirts along with the engine appearance package and high wing. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines. Give us a call, 813-476-5638. Visit our updated website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. Stretch the life of your Corvette's paint with Nova Stretch Performance Protective Covers. Nova Stretch Covers provide superior protection for your C5 through C8 Corvette, utilizing stretch fabric technology and an innovative fastening system for quick installation and easy removal and storage. Made in the USA for a tailored fit, the patented design and breathable mesh protects your Corvette without rubbing or chafing the paint like traditional bras. And unlike clear film solutions, Nova Stretch provides full front-end coverage including the grill, keeping radiators and heat exchangers clean without creating airflow issues. Visit NovaStretch.com and use the code CORVETTETODAY15 to get 15% off your order. Protect your Corvette with Nova Stretch. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, brought to you by MidAmerica Motorworks. Car show season is here. Get your Corvette ready by shopping over 60,000 Corvette-specific parts and accessories at mamotorworks.com. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you current and up-to-date on America's sports car. In this final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. First off, Keith, the National Corvette Museum appointed board members through 2024. Yeah, these are the managers. We're going to be led for the next two years by Kai Spandy, the plant director at Bowling Green Assembly Plant. And then our immediate past chairman is Glenn Johnson, who's been a member of the board for years. Great guy there. We've got also Kay Wagner. She's a pediatric hematologist and oncologist. She is the chair-elect. Board secretary, Michael LaRocca, CEO of Ready Computing and Ready Motorsports. The board treasurer is Neil Watanabe, CFO for Loop Media, who's a streaming company. 
we've got a nice, well-rounded board. Then also you have all the other regular members on the board, which also includes Harlan Charles. Uh, I think we're in a good leadership position there. And of course, we also have our new CEO of the museum. And I actually ran into her, Sharon Browner. She was at Sebring this year. We had a chance to talk for a few minutes. Some more changes coming to the museum, including revamping the Corvette Hall of Fame selections and how they do that. Hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that at the bash and when some stuff comes out about the Hall of Fame selections there. So pretty exciting stuff for the museum. Very nice. Also, we had an interesting story, Keith, about a manual transmission for the C8 Corvette. It was a clutch-by-wire transmission. Talk a little bit more about that. All right, so I've got a younger writer. His name's Alex Summers, and he's a bit of a dreamer. I love the guy. He does great work for us. He'll just come up with stuff out of the blue and send me this. And this is one of these stories because GM put out a patent before the C8 arrived called the electric slave cylinder for manually shifted vehicles. And it was a way to do a clutch-by-wire system for a Corvette. Of course, we never ended up with one. For the most part, I think most of us have pretty much said, okay, that's fine. The DCT is faster, it shifts faster, and why would you want to be slower with the manual transmission? That's really the question. But what kind of got him going on this, the Shelby GT500 also has a DCT transmission. And there was a company, HPJ Performance out of Belleville, Illinois. They actually did a manual gearbox switch for the Shelby GT. If they did it, maybe they're saying, well, perhaps it could be done here. Of course, the architecture is completely different. That was a front engine car. We're a rear engine, a mid engine car. I don't know if that's going to happen. And unless Chevy's saving something for ZR1 or Zora, I think it was just an idea that was patented and then they probably just moved on from it. It was an interesting concept and it did generate a lot of views, which is why we're talking about it. I really don't see a manual transmission in the Corvette's future anytime soon. I don't either, but boy, I'll tell you what, on CorvetteForum.com and MidEngineCorvetteForum.com, it's going to start that whole controversy up one more time. That's for sure. <laughs> and it does. Also, Keith, this was really exciting. A hardtop convertible C8 owner created his own see-through window for the LT2 engine. The pictures look terrific. So there's been some talk about people just want to be able to pop it open at a car show. Everybody asks about it. How can you see it? The visual difference between the coupe and convertible is obviously you can see the engine in the coupe just by looking through the glass. But the convertible is hidden underneath the top and then an engine access panel there. So we've seen some other people use magnets to create a seal for the top for the engine access panel, in which case they can just lift it off and show it at a show. The engine cover, the really nice ones, will fit on that engine underneath the engine access panel. I mean, it doesn't come with one because you never see it. So why spend the extra money on that? Right. But what this guy did, his name is Falcon F7 on Corvette form. He's actually built a dual pane window glass into this cover. He's got a little cooling solution set up and he's still kind of fine tuning it. But yeah, the pictures look really awesome. And we had more than a few people saying, I'd buy that. He might be onto something there. That's awesome. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I thought the pictures look really terrific. I'm anxious to see where he goes with that. Also, the 2023 Z06 is not going to share any parts with any other General Motors small block engines, which I thought was pretty incredible. Yeah. So actually, here's a trivia pursuit question or a Corvette pursuit question, if you go that route. What does the LT6, the GM small block V8 have in common? And it's just one thing. It's the 4.4 inch bore center spacing. It's what makes the small block a small block. And also it's the one thing that is the same on both of them. But yeah, the LT6 built from the ground up, shares no parts with any other small blocks. Jordan Lead, who said they were looking at 650 horsepower as their target, they actually got there right away. And then they realized 
realized, wow, we can really get some more out of that. So we ended up with a 670 horsepower and 460 foot-pounds of torque. Pretty incredible engine. And one of the things that also came out, down in Sebring now, they're showing the C8R engine. Before, it was always hidden. They would never show it. They covered it in the pits. They were covered. They opened up the hatch. But now it's actually on an engine stand, and you can see it. The engine team will tell you that the Z06 streetcar is even more powerful than the racing version. The engines, when you see them side by side, look pretty similar. There's a little bit different with the manifold covers on top. Pretty cool stuff there. We talked about that, I think, our last time. The Gemini project was not just a moonshot. This is a return to your naturally aspirated roots, but it also refers to twins, and the twins were the LT6 and the C8R engine. Very nice. As a matter of fact, I'll do a little sneak peek for everybody listening and watching Corvette today. Coming up in April, I'll have Jordan Lee, the global chief engineer for small block engines, and his assistant chief engineer, who is Dustin Gardner. I will have them on a Corvette Today podcast together talking about the new LT6 engine. That'll be coming up in mid-April, so make sure you tune in and watch for that. Yeah, we won't want to miss that one, that's for sure. That'll be a fantastic one. Mm -hmm. It's easy to read about everything, but when you hear the two guys that are in charge talk about it because it's their passion, the story goes to a whole new level. It's fantastic. Yeah, we're looking forward to that one, Steve. Absolutely. Also, Carbon Revolution is the company in Australia that makes the carbon fiber wheels for the C8Z06. They just celebrated making their fifth 50,000th wheel. In the grand scheme of things, for a manufacturing company, that's not really a lot of wheels. You put four of them on a car, so you're dividing that down. But they've been doing OEM wheels for Ford and Ferrari and Renault, and then they've just added General Motors. They've actually working on some programs for some other manufacturers as well. They've got this state-of-the-art center that they've scaled up. They're very confident that they can do a whole lot more. The wheel that was produced, that 50,000th wheel, will actually go on the rear of a Z06. Pretty exciting stuff coming out of Carbon Revolution wheels. You're saving weight and making the car look great. It's going to be fun to watch how that all comes together. Those wheels are fantastic. We saw one of the wheels at the reveal of the Z06 at the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles. I actually got to pick up one of the wheels. It's so light. I could pick it up with one finger. These things are going to be fantastic. Hey, have you ever heard of a person, a young lady named Angeline? Well, she's a Corvette enthusiast, and now there's going to be a series about her on Peacock. Yeah, she is one of the first people famous for just being famous. And <laughs> how she got famous was back in the 70s, or I think it was the late 70s, she had a billboard of herself put up in Hollywood. That's all it was. It was just Angeline. Here's a picture of her. It got to the point where at one point, I think in the mid-90s, she had about 200 billboards up around Los Angeles. So she's kind of been known as the Hollywood billboard queen. She drives around in these pink Corvettes, started with a C3. She actually had a C4, a C6, a C7, a C8, I believe, is also pink, or she's adding the pink one for the C8. So pretty fun stuff. There's a Peacock show that's going to debut on May 19th, and it stars Emily Rossum as the Corvette-driving, publicity-seeking beauty. She was also a singer, a tour guide, and a candidate for a Hollywood City Council, and she ran for governor of California during the two different recalls that they've had recently there. She keeps her name out there, and people know her. Corvette enthusiast that just does it a little bit different than the rest of us. Wow. I didn't know she ran for governor. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> also, two states are testing traffic cameras with microphones. So if you have a loud car, you're going to automatically get a ticket. 
whoa. Yeah, you know, I hate this. And my readers hate this. One of the reasons why we're talking about this is because we had so many different comments on it. It's the whole, you're just going to ticket somebody without knowing exactly who was driving it, where it was being driven. It's just a mess. And what happens if here's a car and maybe there's a motorcycle behind it? There's so many different factors that could cause that. What will happen is some guy that's up in New York, I believe, got basically an automotive traffic ticket saying that he was being summoned to a location. The location was actually like at a landfill where I guess they have a service center where they could use testing. If he didn't go, he's going to get fined. He goes and his car has a greater decibel rating than what's required. He'll get fined. So it's just going to be a mess. That beautiful V8 that we've got just needs to sing sometimes. And you're on a highway. That's be the one point where you think that loud noises and exhaust would be allowed. So it's one of these things that just more government regulation coming down on people and looking for ways that we can extract money from them without actually doing the hard work ourselves. It's the man trying to keep us down, Keith. I hate it when that happens. I know. They've been doing this forever. I know. Well, have got to cut this out. <laughs> Our final story is really kind of a feel-good story. A man sold his split-window 63 Corvette, and he cried when it crossed the auction block. I felt so bad for him, but it was such a feel-good story. When I saw this, I immediately burst out into tears. And Okay, Keith, you're softy. But when you just think about it, longtime Corvette owners, I'm 54 this year. I think for 56 years, there's been a 1966 Corvette in our garage. These cars end up being more than just a car. They're family members. You think about purchasing one and then the care and the servicing it over a lifetime and all the memories with your family. It just makes a car so much more. So real quick, this story. He was an original buyer of the 63, was married. I believe then he got a draft card a year or two later and actually went off to Vietnam. So he sold the car, came back from Vietnam in the early 80s, 80, 81. He saw the car listed for sale in Vet Views magazine and bought it back. Since buying it back, he just has turned it into a spectacular example of the 1963 Corvette split window. It was red, just beautiful. Everything's number one condition, just a fantastic car. So you think about that. So he gets it back in 80. So another 40 years goes by with this car. His last drive shows him coming up with the auction block and he gets out. I wasn't expecting this. You know, they're just talking about the car and how great it looks and split windows are hugely in demand right now. And as he goes and stands by the back wall, he literally just starts sobbing. You just really feel for him. His hands are shaking. I had some cynical people saying, oh, it's just because he's making all that money. But there's a reason he had to sell. That reason's personal to him, but it was time. That didn't mean he had to like it. The sale generated $350,000 for his car. It actually, with commission, it was three eighty five dollars was the sale price. So an amazing story for an amazing car. That story did over 200,000 pages viewed in just a couple days. It went viral. I've hardly ever had stories do that. It really hit home with a lot of people. They were sharing it everywhere. And I just thank everybody for doing that. It was just a fantastic story. Shows the emotional connection that we have with these cars. Absolutely right. If I was selling a 63 split window, I'd be crying like a baby, Keith. That's for sure. The other side of the coin is the guy that bought it couldn't be happier. That's just kind of the life cycle of Corvette ownership, I guess. Absolutely right. Keith, thanks so much for being back on Corvette today. We will see you in two weeks. We'll be into April and getting ready for the birthday bash. 
Yeah, and you know, we've got a lot of stuff coming out. We're at Sebring. We've got videos this week coming out, more news coming out, pricing. So buckle in, stay tuned because we've got some crazy weeks coming ahead of us. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And also thanks to our sponsors, MidAmerica Motorworks. Car show season is here. Get your Corvette ready by shopping over 60,000 Corvette-specific parts and accessories at mamotorworks.com. American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com, True Wealth & Company at RetireWithTrue.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels, get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at Aerolari.com. Also, Nova Stretch Bras, use the code CorvetteToday15 and get 15% off your total purchase at Novastretch.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.